The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, international Bible teacher Beth Moore explains how it is in God's nature to bring things back to life. This I do know, that God can bring new life to you, that He can raise you from this death. He can bring you forth from this grief. That I do know, that I know according to His Word. He is the God of resurrection. Listen, sometimes your miracle is that you lived through it. such a joy to be here. We've got friends here from Canada, from Alberta, and from Saskatchewan, and uh, just so many people are such a blessing. And all of you, I don't know where you're from. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I welcome you to life today. We're Texans. We speak <laughs> Texan. You probably couldn't understand that we do speak, speak Texan. And, I, and Betty, you have a little country, a little country in your, your voice. I do, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> she was born in East Texas. She was born in Lufkin. And I was born in Houston, and uh, we met in Pasadena, a suburb of Houston. And we have now been married 52 years. Y'all think that's pretty good? We've been married 52 years. It's, it's really big. I think I'll keep you. Yeah, what a woman. I, I mean, what a woman she is. And you know you think that. Well, Beth Moore is talking about resurrection power. And I mean, Beth is such a blessing. She will, she will bless you. How about you welcome Beth Moore? Here she is. occurred to me, it must be entirely unnatural for Jesus to leave anything dead because he came to bring life and life more abundantly. And there will be a day when the dead will all be raised because it is the nature of Christ Jesus, the giver of life who is eternal to bring things back to life and there's somebody he is wanting to bring back to life today. I want you with every bit of this in your heart and mind, I want you to go with me to John 3 verse 16. John 3 16, for any of us who have been raised in church, this is without a doubt the most familiar scripture we have. For any of us who went to Sunday school or kind of or Bible classes of any kind as children, we learn this verse first of all and could say it by heart. But maybe it is only in a context like this that we can get a little bit of a fresh impact of what is happening here. Because it says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Listen to his only son. It's interesting because in the two accounts, the one where the widow in Nain has her one and only son and God has his one and only son in John 3, 16, the same Greek word is being translated. It's a word that is said like this, monogenes, monogenes, and it means to be that mono, that M-O-N-O, the only one, the rest of the word means of its kind, the only one of its kind. 
I wonder if when Jesus went over that day and when he was there at the house of Jairus with his only daughter, and once again when we see him with a man who has a demon-possessed son that says, he is my only child, all of these are translating that wonderful word monogonase, which means the one and only, the one and only. Over and over again, when Jesus encounters someone who is devastated over something that has happened to a one and only, he responds dramatically. I wonder if that is not just coming from his whole being of compassion toward us in all of our needs, but specifically because of the tenderness over the one and only. I want you to remember that moment, if you are familiar with it, when Jesus hung on the cross, looking down at his mourning mother, and he looks over at, the, at his mother and says, woman, behold your son. Son, and he says this to John, the beloved, son, behold your mother, because he's so heartbroken over her own loss. Look at these passages. When we tie them all together, when God said, I'm going to tell you what I gave you. I gave you my one and only. My one and only. So that you would never die an eternal death, but you would be with me forever. For God so loved the world that he gave his monogamous, his one and only that we would not perish, but have everlasting life. I just wish that we could see the depths of the love between the Father and the Son that says, there is no other like him to me. I gave you the dearest and best that I have. Nothing is more precious to me than this. I give you Jesus. That is some kind of love. I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 2, please. Acts chapter 2. These words came up in my prayer time uh, last Saturday morning, just kind of getting to sit before the Lord. I'd gotten to sleep in a little bit on a, a rare Saturday home, and uh, Keith had already left that morning to go to the shooting range and and um, and do a little bit of competitive shooting. And so I had the whole morning to myself, and I love to just be able to relax a little bit and just kind of tarry uh, with Jesus for a little while. And so I was... Uh, taken with these passages. It's such a beautiful context when we see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps you're familiar with it in Acts chapter 2 when he pours out his spirit on his sons and his daughters right there on the day of Pentecost. But it's the verses right after that that Peter brings in his sermon that captivated my fresh attention. I want to read them to you. Acts 2 verses 22 through 24. It says this, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. Verse 24, this is what got me. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. It was not possible 
impossible for him to be held by it. I want you to see a couple of things in play here. When it says in verse 23, whatever your translation uses for this, that he delivered Jesus up according to the definite plan, that word definite plan, one of those Greek words um, that translates for the will of God, the definite plan of God, is a word that means after deliberation and after counsel. I want you to know that before the foundation of the world, the Father and the Son had been through the entire plan and agreed to the entire plan with complete foreknowledge before God ever said, let there be light. That's why Revelation can call him the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world because it was as if Jesus and um, the Father were together. Well, of course they were together when the first man was created and before he ever breathed a spirit into that lifeless body. Can't you imagine that he might have looked at his son and gone, do we really want to do this thing? Because once we breathe this eternal soul into this body right here and once man is alive on this planet, we are completely committed to the plan in advance, deliberation, counsel, not an afterthought, not just an emotional reaction to our sin. They went in with the full and definite plan that Christ would give his life so that we could live. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Here's what I want you to see. In verse 24, it says, God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death. Would you see that word, pangs of death? Whatever your translation says right there for pangs of death, this is P-A-N-G-S in my translation. You know what? That's a very, very odd usage of a word because that word pang normally refers to the pangs of childbirth bearing and of labor. And it's used here for death. So there is an irony and a paradox that is in play here that is very hard for us to see in the English language because in other places in scripture, we'll see that word pang, um, we'll see it used for somebody that is in the pangs of an increasing labor. What an odd thing here because the tomb in this context right here is being compared in this one little way, the tomb is the womb. And that while Christ's body was inside that tomb, that there were just the pangs. I mean, he was coming out. That tomb could not hold that body. It could not hold that body. And I picture that as they're waiting, of course, to the third day, can't you imagine that the God of all time, who is himself timeless, is like just looking at his watch going, okay, I, I said three days, and so I, I'm going to stick with the three days, but this is the longest three days in all of history. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now, Christ is doing things in the spiritual realm, but that body that had been inhabited by the very Son of God was dear to him, and he was going to raise that very body up from the dead. And I love the fact that in John chapter 20, we are told that Mary Magdalene, in the very first of that chapter, that she got to the tomb while it was still dark on that Sunday morning, while it was still dark, and he was already gone. I mean, it was like, God, well, you know, it's morning enough for me. Like, it doesn't have to be light for me. I, I'm the God of the morning. I say when it's morning. I don't care if the sun's not up. I'm getting the sun up. Amen? I, I'm getting my own sun up. I, I know how to do this. I'm going to raise the sun, all right? And when I raise the sun, I'm going to call it Sunday morning. Somebody say amen. amen. What a beautiful thing because it was just like that, that tomb was just whew, 
And I mean, when it could no longer bear the body of Christ in it without life, it burst forth, the stone rolling away and out walks the body inhabited by the living Lord Jesus Christ when a morgue becomes a delivery room. Listen, I, I don't know what has broken your heart and what loss has come to you, but this I do know. I do know that God wants to come to the tomb of that loss in this season of your life, meet with you there, minister his own presence to you there and bring a delivery out of that tomb. This I do know that God can bring new life to you, that he can raise you from this death. He can bring you forth from this grief. That I do know, that I know according to his word. He is the God of resurrection. Listen, sometimes your miracle is that you lived through it. Maybe you did not get them back in your arms, but here you are and you have lived through it. Maybe it's time not to just draw breath, not to just force one foot in front of the other, but maybe it's time to let him come and touch that stretcher that you're on and bring you, beloved of God, back to life. I don't know if anybody's with you, but I, I wish they could just put their hand around yours, and I wish I could do that with you right now and just remind you that you're still warm, uh, your heart is still beating, you still have life in you, you still have life in you. Um, you thought it would kill you. I say this with tremendous compassion. I've been there. I thought something was going to kill me. And, and you thought something was going to kill you, something precious to you, something that was so dear to you, maybe a one and only in your life. And God so gets it because he went through exactly the same thing. But I say to you today, you are still alive. It did not kill you. And it is time. It is time for you to rise back to your feet and live out a fresh delivery that God has coming out of this season of death for you. Only God can bring life out of a season of death. I am praying with all of my might that he is about to birth something brand new in you. Anybody been through a death? Well, the thing about Jesus is that he can't leave death well enough alone. Something alive has to come from a tomb. And I don't know what you've been through, but I know this. If you would let him, he will bring something very much alive out of that death. If you will let him, he will turn that morgue that you feel like you've been living in, in your heart and your mind for so many months and perhaps so many years. He can make that very morgue a delivery room for you. It will not replace what you've lost, but it brings forth a resurrection for you. There is still life for you. You are still drawing breath. There is still blood in your veins. May Christ come minister a living, resurrecting presence to you. Anybody? Yes. Listen, our God is so faithful. Yes. He will not do you wrong. And let me tell you, that day when that mother took that one and only son home, she no longer had just one, one and only in her life. 
I promise you that as she thought over that day and she relived it in her mind, a whole new man had walked into her existence. It was no longer just my one and only son. It was there was this one and only man, this one and only Savior, this Jesus of Nazareth that walked in and made everything different and he will make it for you. You still got breath to draw. You still got life in your lungs. And God is about to birth something brand new in you because that is what he does with resurrection. New birth, a new day, a new breath. Wow. I'm telling you, Beth, you are, you are so gifted. I, uh, I found myself with such gratitude for life. And Betty, you may not know this, but for some time now, I've been saying something to my heart. Sometimes when I wake up, sometimes as I'm about to go to sleep. It's kind of like I just sort of touch myself here on the chest and I just say, Thank you, heart. 71 years, just faithfully, you beat out life. And then I find myself saying, I want to beat out the life and love of God with every heartbeat. And I really think that's a good prayer. That if, if these vital organs are designed by God to maintain life and protect life, should we not as the body of Christ and as believers share that life? Every breath, every moment, I want to because in it I find life. Betty, we're, we're rescuing right now precious girls and women and a lot of them who have as trafficked prostitutes in brothels having babies and their little girls will reach an age 9, 10, 11, or 12, and the predator intends to take that little girl and traffic her. And these mothers know that. Sometimes they'll throw the mother out and keep the girl. I mean, we're talking about something really evil, but here's the beauty. We can set them free. Yes, we can. I can't imagine a person watching that wouldn't want to. Say, if we can, if we can free them, let's do it. Or watch, listen, and yes, we can. We can set them free. Listen. If brokenness had a face, it would be Darlene's. Her spirit, her will, her body, all at the cruel hand of sex trafficking. Can't 
của bố nét tập vào vậy nhưng mẹ đại ai muốn ແລະລົມຕາອັດມີນີ້ບ້ານປັນຕາຍກໍຖ້າບ້ານແນ່ນາລັງໂດຍຈະຈະຄ້າງ you know, James, as I, as I watch that, I, my first impression is I want to go and wrap my arms around that precious girl and wipe her tears and say, it's going to be okay. Someone's coming to help you. You're going to get the help that you so want. You're going to get that freedom that you ask for. And we can do that through our sharing of our love and our hope for them that we give them, that God's put in us. If we'll just all join together and make a place, a safe place for these precious children to go away from all the abuse and the prison and, the, and all the lies and everything that they're told so that they can imprison them and make them do what they want them to do and destroy their precious lives. I hope you will join with us. You know, she said it's just like hell, and it is because she's a prisoner. This is not something she chose to do. And she hasn't felt love, but she's about to because you're going to love her. Like Betty said, I want to love her. And the thing is that our mission workers, these are the most beautiful people who will go in there in that pain and put their arms around when, with our help, can actually reach them and rescue them, and then we are able to restore them. Um, there's so much that we're not able to show you. A lot of times we can't show you the mission and relief workers' faces because then they become a target. When that gets out, and, and our program's online worldwide, not just on networks, but you can watch Life Today anytime by going to lifetoday.org and click up today's program or any other program on there. If you missed one, so if you see these people, then it can endanger them. So many of the programs that we shoot, and, and I don't know because I didn't see someone else there, but there could have been a hidden camera. And she's just telling her story to somebody listening. Much of the footage we do, have, we have to do it that way. It's, it's a very, it's a dangerous thing, and yet people plant their life there. So here's the thing. You hold the keys to her prison. And if we give the workers the resources not only to maintain the centers that you've built, we're completing some more now because you've helped us in the past to be able to do that. But right now, we've got thousands, thousands that we see that we can get if we can raise the funds, and the average is $128. So if you could give $128, that would have, we'd be able to send the resources. That's what we're waiting to do. I mean, we're just like releasing a river of love but we have to have the resources. You provide them. Betty and I do our part. Don't ever wonder. Not only by going all over the world, but by ourselves giving. But we can't do it all. We have to do it together. So if you will dial that number, or if you'll go to lifetoday.org, 
Just go there. That's the easiest way. Take your bike card or dial the number and make the gift God puts on your heart. If you could give $1,280 as an example, that's 10 rescued. Would you do that? If the 128, but then you may say, I can't do that. 64 doubled, we got it. 32 and three others join you, we got it. Do not excuse yourself and say, I don't have enough. You've got the key. So please, right now, make the gift God puts on your heart. We've got some things we're going to send you to bless you. We've got the songs and praise of freedom. We've got a book that helps us preserve freedom and a beautiful painting by Thomas Kincaid that'll be sent to you framed. We want to say thank you, but you are setting these precious girls and children, sometimes their children, they're about to now be trafficked. Would you please make that call? Please do it or go online and make the gift God put on your heart. You're giving life. You're giving freedom. Thank you so much for doing it. Innocent children created to be happy, loved, and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. Their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to save children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved and you can restore their lives with hope for a future. Your gift today of only $128 will help rescue a child and change their destiny forever. With gifts of $64 or $32, we will combine your support with others to help rescue one more child from the shame and pain of sexual slavery. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you the Songs of Freedom CD, a collection of 10 uplifting worship songs that are sure to become a favorite for your quiet time, drive time, or personal worship. In addition to the CD, you'll receive Indivisible, a powerful soul-stirring book by James Robison and Jay Richards. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280 to help rescue 10 children, and you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. When we set these precious women and children free, we, we want you to have the songs of freedom. This is fantastic. It's one of the finest praise tapes. We produced it. We worked with Integrity Music to produce this for you who share freedom. This is how we protect our freedom with understanding of the times. Really important. And then I hope you remember, stream, lowercase, stream.org. Google it, go there, and go there every day, several times through the day. We want to give you understanding of the times so that you not only have understanding, but understanding of the will of God and the way to accomplish His purpose with His wisdom in our day to address every concern you've got effectively. Stream.org. And then put on Facebook the things you see so others go to the street. Get people going there because we want to lead people out of darkness into the light of His truth, okay? Thank you so much for helping. Thanks for watching Life Today.
be sure to visit stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org. Tomorrow, join James and Betty as they talk about the stream. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.